Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Uh, we are finally doing question and answers number four. You <laughs> ask the questions, we have some answers. I like I said finally, as if like there was just this outcry for well, worst I, number four. I, I think you and I just wanted to do this for a long yeah. time, so maybe it's finally for us. Yeah, we, we love question and answers. And of course, these questions will be about Germany, about travel, about the podcast. Uh, so there'll be definitely good advice for, yes. for those of you living abroad or wishing to move abroad or wishing you were wishing to move abroad. And most of these are questions that we got from our Instagram. We have not really looked at them, so we're going to read them blindly and answer them from the top of our little noggins. So if they're offensive, that's on you. <laughs> Mr. Question Writer, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, yeah, how about we we drop some cues? Sure. And as you have probably guessed, this is episode one one one. That's right, one hundred and eleven. That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of ones. Yeah. I'm not really digging the three digits. Every time I type them, yeah, it's not as nice, everywhere. Right? Like in my project names for the editing and stuff, it's like. It's just like too many numbers now. Should we, just like, should we should have like gone to 99 and just went back down to one should again? Yeah, that wouldn't be confusing. Or, or, or yeah, or go backwards. <laughs> like, wait, what? There's this two different episodes. Episode, episode 98, number two. We'll just be like the Y2K. We just can't go beyond 999. Like, just exactly. Phew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, thank you for joining. It's always good. It is a hot day in Berlin, Germany. It is a hot day. So uh, we might as well just get going with the usual news and have what's yas and whatchamacallums. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh I, I'm just, I, have to, I have to start out with a big thank you to Stu. Disco, Thanks, Stu. Disco Stu. Yeah, um, really good listener of the podcast. He sent us some donations in the past, and when I announced my engagement, he sent a 10-euro donation saying, hey, have a beer on me. Congratulations on your engagement. Oh, so, that's awesome. Super cool, super nice. So that's not for me. That's only, that's only for you. That's literally a thank you just for me, just yeah. to Stu. So thank you, man. <laughs> and don't forget, everybody, uh, in a few weeks, we're having our yes. second meetup on... In person, in, in Fleisch. In, 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 <laughs> in the in, Fleisch. In the Fleisch. In, in flesh. In the flesh. Uh, that'll be July... 22nd, which is a Friday, and it'll be from 7 till 10 p.m. We're going to get some tables outside so you can enjoy. Oh, hopefully it won't be raining. Hopefully it'll be nice weather to enjoy. Yeah. So it'll be nice. In per what, what's going to be happening at this meetup? Uh, we're going to meet. We're, <laughs> we're going to be up. Yeah. Uh, we might have some games. Uh, we might have a prize uh -oh. for the winner of the games. And it's just going to be a uh, great time. Yes. Yeah, it'll be fun. And again, Beer will be had, and you guys can ask us any questions you want, and uh, just hang out like 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 we're old bros. Yeah, the last meetup we had a great old time. So um, I had a great time the last one. Yeah. So. so looking forward to the next one again. That is on Friday, July twenty second, from seven till ten. Yes, and the location of the meetup is going to be the Mokum Bar. That's M O K U M in Berlin. It's on uh, Danzigerstrasse. I think it's Danzigerstrasse 56 in Prenzlauerberg. Again, that's Mokum Bar in Prenzlauerberg. Uh, we'll also be posting information about the meetup on our website. Simply go to the news section, the news section um, on our website to find all the details that we just talked about. Uh, we'll also remind everybody via Instagram. Yeah. Also, in other news, Germany, I can't believe we're doing this again. Germany has now nearly 500 reported cases of monkeypox. Uh, with most of them being from Berlin, so that's not good. 
Yeah, it's like 350-ish roughly that are from Berlin and the rest are from elsewhere. So yeah. And as, as he was saying, 500 cases, you're like, what? That's not bad. Oh, monkeypox, not Corona. Okay. Right. It just, I just can't believe, you know, it's been two years and we're talking about something, something else. But this seems like it's not going to be nearly as bad as uh, I, I Corona. Don't know. When it was announced, I was just like, no. Universe, I just, I can't. I can't. Time's a flat circle, Jeff. <laughs> what goes around comes around. Uh, mono, mono. Okay. But anyways, um, speaking of work, because we were, uh, recently the hotel- ch- <laughs> the, were, were we? No, I just threw that in there. Recently, the hotel chain Novotel did a survey across Europe and found that Germans had the worst work-life balance of the four European countries that they had surveyed. Wow. Um, many in Germany are calling for a four-day work week. They say that their balance is askew. Many countries around the world in the past decade have also been looking into four-day work weeks. A few nations have done their own trials, including Iceland, which found two po- positive results. Uh, the UK, um, I think it was a few weeks ago, recently began the world's largest trial of a four-day work week with employees from 70 different countries participating. In Belgium, they've stopped experimenting and have recently implemented a law that allows any Belgium citizen to work a four-day work week with no reduction in pay. That's, what? That's insane. Yeah, the only caveat is the person simply needs to work an extra one and a half hours on the days that they are working. So you have to work a nine and a half hour day instead of an eight hour day. Ooh, that's brutal. But that gives you a guaranteed three-day work week or three-day weekend every weekend, and you get the exact same amount of pay. Okay. So um, yeah, and it's still less work. I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And all of the trials thus far have found that Two things have happened. Employees' mental health is better and the company's productivity stays the same. So there's always people saying, in four days, how could you be just as productive? And they found that when people know they're getting a three-day work week, they work hard and they're not spending an hour, you know, on YouTube and whatever they're wasting time. You know what right, I mean? Like yeah, they're yeah, actually sure. working solidly for those eight to nine hours. So um yeah. So uh apparently Germans are overworked and they are they want some four-day action as well. But we'll see if that actually happens. I, I would love that. That would be in, in- Incredible. I don't know how it would work for my business being a kindergarten teacher. I don't think so because um, children don't just disappear on right. Fridays. <laughs> they're, they're there the full five days. They are. They, they, they do exist every day of the week, actually. So, so there might be some industries that just physically can't do it because of things like that. So um, sucks to be you. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. But again, we're, t- we're talking hypothetically. Germany hasn't even done an experiment yet about four-day work. So True. we're way behind. And I'm sure if they tried to, it would just take so long for them to implement it because Germany takes a long time doing anything. Yes. So, uh, in other news, uh, due to Germany's uh, insistence on not using Russian gas, uh, the government has announced they'll need to reopen some of its coal mining operations in order to meet the demands this coming winter. So that's not good. And Germany is currently in the process of phasing out coal altogether. However, this is obviously a setback um, because they're trying to decrease Russian imports. Yeah, Um, yeah, they're they're supposed to be ending coal but now it's just coming back so yeah yeah because you know i feel like germany is doing a pretty good job of trying to you know get renewables and green energy and getting rid of coal um so this is, this is a big setback but hopefully it's only temporary and we can move forward just temporary until the war ends so right you know so not temporary right yeah, yeah. And, well, and, and, until we get enough green gas where we don't need to use the coal you know green yeah, green, yeah, yeah. green uh fuel yeah but it's, it's, it's difficult. Russia is supplying a huge percentage of German gas. So you can't just overnight be like, replace that with something else. You got to, you know. Not that attitude, Jeff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> true. Damn me and my negative attitudes towards Russian gas. You're right. Yes. Um, oh, and one thing we'd like to remind all of you over the years, one of the things that's really kept us going are the donations from the amazing listeners that we have. 
Um, it, it helps us to, you know, pay for our, our, our podcast hosts, our website, everything, you Whiskies. know, the continued costs, you know, um, currently we have no uh, sponsor and these are when the times get a little tight on the old purse strings. So, um, <laughs> if, if you'd like, you could send us a Euro. If not, you can continue to listen for the same price of free. free. Yes. Uh, yeah, we don't like asking for donations, but if you feel like you'd want to, that'd be really nice. We'd appreciate that a yeah, lot. Yeah, we have a donation button at the bottom of every page on our website. So it is yes. there if you happen to want to click it. It is. And uh, Jeff, this last weekend, for a rare weekend, I did not see you. Yes. It, it made me sad. Yeah, I have no idea what was happening in your life. There could be some huge announcements that there I There is know a about. huge announcement, actually. Oh, my. There's not. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this weekend I was, uh, we were visiting some friends down over in... Far west so Germany, down over so not down, you know, over just over. Okay, and far, like it's, I think it's yeah, in Aachen, which is the most westlish, most west. I said English, the most west western western. That's yeah. the word. The most western. Uh, well, you started with westlish, like you made like like German, Welsh, like, like westlish, like westlish, like, like in German. I know, but it's not right in English. Not yeah, okay. yeah. It's the most western city in Germany, in Aachen. Visiting some friends there, hung out with them and their two kids. They had a good time. And we went to, which is really cool around there. Island's a really, pu- really beautiful, uh, small city. Nice. Very medieval. Yeah, cool. And about a 15-minute drive away, you can go to the um, Netherlands border. Ooh, nice. And we went to the Netherlands border and also the Belgian border and the German border. It's like three borders and one. Cool. It was pretty cool. So right when I got there, I ran around a circle and was like, Running different countries, which they found ridiculous, but I had a really good time with it. Uh, and it's funny too because on the uh, Netherlands side, there's you know some food, some drinks, a playground, whatever for the kids. On the Belgian side, there's also some food, some drinks, you know, selling fries or whatever. And the German side was just woods. That was it. So they oh. they, they just didn't care. Oh right, because it's a, it's like a tourist destination. You know, they have like a little monument there, whatever. Three countries together, pretty cool. But yeah, the German side just like yeah, we like, don't we, we don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. The countries have borders. This is one of them. We don't need to make a big thing out of it. <laughs> but it was pretty cool to go there. Um, there's not a lot there, but it's just kind of, oh no. It's, it's a fun little thing. It's kind of like, you know, there's that one spot in the States where um, four. four states converge into one right. point, you know, it's those four square states, things like Arizona. You got yourself some New Mexico. You got, you know, other Keep states. Going. No, know. no, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Other states. You got there. it. No, I don't know. No, you don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what did you do? Because you were not with me. Um, Saturday was a do nothing day. Cause Friday I was working till about 4 30 AM. Oh, wow. Sorry. So that would be 4 30 AM Saturday. So I worked all day Friday and into 4 30 AM Saturday. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it was awful. And, uh, my girlfriend was out with a couple friends of ours, um, at, at a club nearby. You mean and, your fiance? My fiance. Sorry. And literally like, so at 4 30, I finished work. I crawled into bed and then a minute later, the, the door opened. Uh, my girlfriend was coming home and she's like, oh, did I wake you? I'm like, sadly, you did not. I, <laughs> but yeah, sun was out. And so anyway, so the, the next day we were both for different reasons, just exhausted. So we did a classic kind of veg at home, like a little like barbecue in the garden and then just like watched movies. That and sounds just super lovely. Played a little video games. It yeah. wasn't necessary. You know, we do live in a fun city, but you don't always need to go out every day. Someday your body just needs a, yeah, a uh, recharge day. So yeah, I, I love those days. Usually that's a Sunday for me, but yeah, yeah. Well, Sunday, well, cause we did it reverse. So 
our Saturday became our Sunday. So okay. our Sunday became our Saturday. So we decided to go to a lake with some friends. Nice. Which was kind of um, maybe a bad idea because that day it was 35 degrees, which is like 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, our friend picked this place that was not really close by. And so like the nearest train station was to like a 35 minute bike ride to the lake. And we really underestimated what it's like to cycle for 35 minutes under 90 degree Fahrenheit heat. Yeah, that's no fun. And it was like after five <laughs> minutes, after five minutes, like your body's really just shutting down and you really feel like you're about to pass out. And then, yeah. And, and, and then we, we had all this trouble, like where the, suddenly the, the bike lane just ended and then we had to ride like in this kind of busy road. And it was, it was just like, everything was just going wrong. And because of the heat, you're just like annoyed at everything. You're frustrated. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time we got to the lake, we were, uh, we were just like in the worst mood, but luckily we calmed down and then everyone else met up with us and we had a nice relaxing day at the lake. You should have known when we went to the uh, Spreewood Distillers, what was it last summer or two summers ago? And we, we also cycled in like 37 degree heat for 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. So yeah. you should have known you had experience. I should have known, but that, that was better because it was like through a forest. The place oh, we were so cycling, shaded. Just, yeah, this place we were recycling was like 75% of the time you were not shaded. So oh, it's terrible. Yeah, oh, it's it, awful. Yeah, so it was it was rough, but uh, but yeah, but still, we ended up at the lake and eventually it was fun. Yeah, how good was it jumping into the lake after that? Oh, and I like was ice cold and it just felt beautiful and, Wonderful. and the, the lake was gorgeous and super clean. So nice, really nice. You know what else is really nice? What is really nice? Some whiskey. Some whiskey. Yes, it is. And today we have a. Whiskey you never had before, hmm. which is every episode. Oh, yeah, true. Why did I say? Hmm, I don't like know that. why like, you're oh, wow. surprised. By <laughs> why am I surprised by a new whiskey? <laughs> We've had 110 new whiskeys. This is, yeah. This is the Gladstone Axe, the Black Axe. It's a smoking rich blended malt scotch whiskey. And we've not had a blended whiskey in a long time. That's true. Um, yeah. Nice little bottle. It's, uh, it's like Maker's Mark. It was dipped in, um, in what's it called? Wax. You sealed like one of those old, old school letters in medieval times. Where you put like yeah, exactly. a wax seal in the back. That's that's a pretty pretty cool uh, bottle. So uh, I'll pop this guy open. Yeah, and the neck slash cork is nice and wide. It's like a beef, it's like wide. a beefy cork. It looks like beef. and it's wood underneath there, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's wood. Yeah, it's wood. Okay, ready? Hmm, very solid. That was nice. That was nice. That was a fun one. That's, that's a fun. that is a big. Uh, that's a big top. See, I think with this, you'd struggle if you like want to drink this outside when it was so hot as it was last weekend. I think it would melt because it's got that wax around it. Oh, the oh, oh yeah, true. Yeah. Ooh, that was a just a beautiful yeah. sounding pour. There's there no glug and it. it's poured really, yeah. really nicely out. Oh, speaking, I, I think of, it's a wide neck, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, could be. Speaking of weather, it was wild because Sunday was 35, 37 degrees, and Monday was 17 degrees. It's, I mean, it just dropped. Oh no, that's possible. Mm, interesting smell. Let's uh, see if it's an interesting taste. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. It is an interesting taste. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. All right. All right. All right. So before we uh, get into your cues and we give you our A's, <laughs> mm, yes, yeah, uh, we would love if you gave us wonderful listener a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you understand what he just said, right? Uh, yeah. he, said, he said Apple Podcasts, um, but yeah, not necessary. But if if you're enjoying what you hear, you know, yeah, you don't have to. We're not forcing. It always you. helps the show. But you know what? If you don't want to take the time to do a um, podcast review, you know, you could go, uh, you know, plant a rose. Could go plant a rose. You could go bird watching, right? Make a hay bale. Make a hay bale. 
Lots of things you could do besides give us a five star review. But if you don't want to do any of those if you're things, out of hay. If you're out of hay, do the five star review. There's no Why birds, <laughs> and do you don't have any dirt to plant a rose? Then you can give us a five star review on Apple Podcast. Also check out our website agdwpodcast.com. Many do say it's the greatest website of all time, but again, I never heard it. But it's on the grapevine. I was at the doctor's office the other day, and um, the nurse. When I was in the waiting room, I heard, I overheard just age, you know, like just in the distance there. So right there, weird. Right. It's, it's just it, I, I don't know what these coincidences are. Yeah, but I, I, just, I never hear, but you hear it all the time. So. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, people are pe- people are are there, there are murmurs. There are, there are there, the murmurs are <laughs> murmuring, yeah. are pitter pattering around, yeah. if you will. <laughs> and also uh, check out our Instagram, which is at Americans dot podcast. Uh, we do a lot of updates on there. We post some pictures of the whiskey bottles. Yeah, yeah. If you and want updates, we ask questions. If you want updates stuff. on the show, I'd say. Uh, that's the place to go. Follow us there, even if not for the pictures, just because we—that's where I think our our main dialogue with you guys is through Instagram. So exactly, why not? And speaking of dialogue, ooh, what a transition! Let's. There's about to be a dialogue going on here because there is. It is your questions and our answers, so that is a two way street. Absolutely. So uh, we're just gonna dive on in. Let's are we? Dive dive right in. Yeah. First question from Greta is. How has living in Europe affected your health slash body image slash exercise regime? Interesting. That's an interesting question. Now, for me, so back in high school and middle school, I was a pretty hardcore wrestler. Like, I wrestled a lot. Right. And I really, you, you know. wrestled. I wrestled. <laughs> and I really had to take care of, you know, what I put in my body and stay away. And, like, you know, I was, like, just so unbelievably fit back when I was 18 years old. Mm. Since then, I don't really do any exercise in the States or here in Germany. So not much has really changed. Um, health. I think I'm just trying to eat healthy, but I think that's more to do with just aging and living by my own rather than like Berlin or Germany. I think true. I mean, I think there might be more going on than you think. Cause when I, back in the day in high school, yeah, I know school, uh, I was an active guy, but I would never was a, I wasn't in like in the gym building. Right. Doing it. Like I was always just, I never really had to. I was, I had just good metabolism. I was always like, I bet you, you believe it or not. I used to be a 150, like soaking wet, like, yeah. um, for the longest time, uh, 150 pounds, like really skinny guy. Of course that, you know, changes as it does. Yep. Um, but I would say my exercise regime has changed a lot having moved to Germany because of the different lifestyles. Now in the U S yeah. you have a driving sedentary lifestyle you are right. driving for a to b suddenly when i moved to germany um i, I got a bike which I, back yeah when i was younger i used to love bike riding but then there was then you know you get a car when you're 16 so i hadn't ridden a bike in eight years but i yeah. yeah so I, but suddenly i get a bike because it's a bike friendly city and it's quick and then i'm cycling every day and that's exercise and then also the fact of um you know in uh, in germany in berlin you're walking everywhere. You're walking to the tram. You're, good point. you're walking up. You know, most buildings don't have elevators. You're walking upstairs. I think just that difference in um, the public transportation, that stuff gives you forced exercise every day, even though it's maybe not a huge amount, but it's enough that you could, if, if say your food eating habits didn't change, you could probably see yourself losing a few kilos easily just, oh, just for just sure because you're walking everywhere cycling you know you're burning more calories just by just by living every day here no exactly. that's a really good point too i mean yeah. i do walk a lot more and also working as a kindergarten teacher you know I'm, I'm all the time up and down moving all day on your feet yeah so i am average i probably average like nine to ten thousand steps a day just from like living and not from actually working out so i think that definitely helped and like 
Yeah, I don't know, but uh, it's definitely, I think, helped me stay a little more fat. Maybe I should have gained more weight because I'm 31 now. Yeah, I, and I feel like I have not gained much weight since I lived here. Exactly. Um, I think because of that part of that is just just being more active every day. Yeah, I think if if say you took uh, you're eating the exact same foods, but then compared that person to living in the U.S. and living here, I think there would be like a five kilo. There would be there absolutely would be a difference in terms of your. Oh, I think so. How heavy you would be. Um, And I think doing that also helps your metabolism stay, you know, up and on the up and up. Yeah, sure. Um, So so I think, yeah, yeah, living in Europe, the culture lifestyle change kind of forces some exercise on you. So I I think it is in a way um, healthier for you in a way. But but, but you could, again, live here and drive a car and kind of put yourself in the same kind of mentality if if you wanted to. Yeah. And and also, I think I, I drink more water here now because I always have a backpack on me, my water. And so as I walk to the city, I'll drink some water. I work, I'm drinking water. So I just drink a lot more water now than I did in the States for mm. whatever reason. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think the States was in my car. I'm like a coffee in the car. And then like I wouldn't really drink much water throughout the day. Mm. But now I'm drinking a lot of water throughout the day. It could be just you because I was always drinking. I think you were just kind of dehydrated. Yeah, back, maybe. Maybe. Back in the day. <laughs> maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, when I was wrestling, I was drinking like gallons and liters and liters and gallons and liters of water every day. Yeah. Um, Wait, gallons and liters? Gallons and liters. And liters and gallons? Yes. Okay, okay, just checking. Uh, and then maybe I just stopped after after that, and now I'm just doing it. I don't know. Could have been, yeah. Who knows? But yeah, great question. That's a good question. Next question is from Tessa Rose. Hi, Tessa. Rosa? Or just Rose? Uh, Tessa Rose, Rose 487. Uh, I know you're both basically fluent in German right now. And again, we've talked about fluency before. For me, fluent would be you could have a conversation about anything, about politics, philosophy, heart, yeah. heart surgery. Those three things I just said, I could not have a conversation at all about. So by that definition, I am not fluent um, right. because I could not talk about any subject. There's certain subjects I can talk fluently about, but others I am a, I'm a wall. I just stand there like I couldn't. I couldn't. But thank you for thinking that we're fluent. Yeah. But we're not. But but yeah. But but we do. Yeah. Our, our German. We, we, we get by. We get around. We get by. And our, can, our, like, I can, our we German, can talk. Our German is decent. Yeah. It's fine. Anyways, I know you're both basically <laughs> fluent in German now, but any tips for dealing with the guilt or embarrassment of not speaking German yet when dating a German? Oh, uh-huh. okay. Started, started dating a German guy, and I'm only at A1 level, and he always wants me to hang out with his friends, which are probably Germans, I'm guessing, uh, but I feel bad that they all have to switch to English for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then also, I'm, I'm completely lost when I can't follow along, and then they switch back to German. Mm-hmm. I've only been hanging out with other expats so far, so I'm having a really hard time fully believing his friends when they promise they don't mind speaking in English and still feel bad. That's well, a really good question. You're experiencing something something that I can guarantee both me and Alex have experienced a hundred times. Or yeah, more. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, there's that guilt uh, for sure. But at the end of the day, it's like, because I did the same thing, you know, I'd be hanging out with Bobby's friends from, from college who don't really speak that much English anyways. And I, I just try, just try to listen, um, especially your first year or two. Like, this is what you're doing. This is why you're here. You're learning every single day. Uh, and when I had people switching over to English for me, of course, I felt bad. But I would believe the Germans when I say they don't mind because most Germans really don't mind speaking English, at least in my experience. Yeah. Unless every German ever met or you've ever met is lying to us all. It, it, I think over the years, I've really gotten better at knowing which Germans to not feel bad about it because... With certain times you can tell, okay, somebody, a, a, he's like really, this is a lot of work for him, so he doesn't really want to. Yeah. But then there's certain Germans that you can just tell by the vocab he uses. He, he even knows the Ameri- the English American slang. Like, okay, this guy's like really comfortable in English, so 
it's fine if we stay in English because he's really, but, but then there's other times where you can tell, okay, this guy's not so comfortable. I'm going to try and, and yeah. do as much German as I can. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can, you kind of play it by ear. Um, but yeah, I, I know the first couple years I lived here, there came a point where I, this is a true story. I stopped going to parties when I knew the party was going to be like 90% Germans. Sure. It sounds awful because I, especially that first year you'd go to a party and maybe it's like you and maybe one other English speaker and then 10 Germans and you just kind of end up by the end of the party, like you're off by yourself, like, and you're not understanding and you can't really throw anything in. You're just hearing a few words here or there that you understand yeah. and you feel really secluded and you're just like, oh, I don't want to be here. And, and of course you don't want the 10 people to change for one person because the math doesn't work. And yeah, it, yeah, of course. So I, I know, I know how you feel. Absolutely. No, for sure. And, and like Tessa also, um, use this as motivation. I mean, you're an A1 level now. That's fine. You're doing your German. Like that's, that's what I use to motivate myself to keep learning. So I could speak with my girlfriend's family and with her friends and just, you know, just be better in German and while living here. So use that as motivation and don't feel bad about it. Everyone goes through this. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's part of the experience and, uh, embrace it. I think, I just yeah. embrace it and like motivate, yeah, motivate yourself to learn and, uh, and you'll get there. It'll yeah, happen. And I say, don't feel weird throwing in the few German words, you know, like I, I, it's definitely, it's totally okay to like two minutes be speaking in English with them. Yeah. And then maybe you have a sentence that you could do in German and it, it just switch to German real quick, do it for them. And then they'll be like, Oh, I, I've, Germans are very patient this way. And, I really do. They're very forgiving when, when you're trying to speak their language because Germans know it's a hard language and they usually speak very good English. And I find that most Germans are very forgiving or not even forgiving uh they just really like when someone tries you know and i, I think they generally do not mind for the most part yeah and i, th I say if, if you're dating a german who obviously doesn't mind dating a uh a non-german right somebody who doesn't yeah. speak german he probably has friends who are of a similar mindset that are also open to foreigners you know like mm -hmm. so they're probably also on the same page where they don't yeah they don't mind some english here or there and they maybe they, maybe they don't tell you but they probably maybe think it's cool Oh, there's somebody from, I don't know where you are from, uh, Britain or the States or wherever. Oh, there's somebody that we can, we can talk to her about her culture and like, you know, like they, right. they probably may even think it's, it's cool, you know, that and, and a lot of Germans like to practice their English. Cause a lot of them will watch, you know, English movies, uh, English music, you know, so, um, they might actually not mind. They might want to just speak English with you too. So don't feel embarrassed. It's fine. You'll get over it. Like you'll get there. You just keep practicing in German, keep going to classes and, uh, you got it, Tessa. Yeah. And maybe even uh, mention it to your boyfriend. Like, hey, sometimes uh, when, you know, I, I feel a little embarrassed or, or you know, oh, there was like a half an hour yesterday when I, you guys, you know, were just speaking German. I was really confused, you know, and I felt really left out. Like, just let him know how you feel. And maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, we can figure, work something out, you know, find a comp comp compromise, you know, like in between. And, and also like, you have to get used to just being some places, not understanding things. Like I, I, I've had weekends where I went away for the weekend, my girlfriend, only German. I understood nothing, but like. I just try to understand. I try to partake. Do as much as you can. And do as yeah. much as you can. And like, it, it, it's kind of weird, but uh, it's, it can be exhausting as well. But, uh, you know, we all went through it. We all did it. Yeah. And it's fine because, like, usually in the beginning, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, whoever, will let the family or whoever that you're hanging out with know, like, oh, okay, they heard German's pretty limited. So, like, they get that. So, like, they understand why you're not, like, right. engaging and why you're quiet. Like, they don't think you're a weirdo. Like, they get it. Okay. So, your German's not so great. So, like, they get why. You're, you're sitting there and, and not usually like, much. it was like a big group. I found out usually one person who speaks like pretty good English 
Always like come up to you and be like, "Hey, like, we'll feel bad for you." Yeah. Hey, I, so I, I don't want to leave you out, but uh, <laughs> but hey, we, we, how's it going? Are you feeling okay? Yeah. Like they'll try to make it comfortable. Like Germans are very nice people, yeah. so I, I wouldn't be embarrassed yeah. about it. Or, You'll or, be okay. or, or feel guilty. You'll be good. You'll get it. For a moment there, I felt like Doctor Drew or something. We're like, I know, right? Oh, here's some relationship advice. Huh? You like Doctor Laura? Remember Doctor Laura? It's on the radio. Oh, I do actually. She's still doing her thing, I think. Wow. Yeah. Been around. Yes. Hey, what's our next question? Next one's from Court Carpenter. Ooh. Uh, going to Munich for Oktoberfest. Where should I travel the week after? Ooh. Good question. I would say travel the Alps. Absolutely. Go to the Alps. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Nice. Good, Absolutely. Right? Uh, there's two places I can rec- recommend. I would say um, to Berchtesgaden. Beautiful, beautiful place. There's the Königsee there. You get the classic Alp, Alp feel. It's maybe like an hour and a half from, from Munich. Go a little further. There's a place called Grenau. Which uh, where they had the Winter Olympics in the 30s, but down there also gorgeous area, tons of moderately m- modestly priced uh, hotels and hostels. That's pretty good. Uh, I'd recommend those two places, but yeah, definitely, definitely go to the Alps. Hour, hour and a half train ride. I mean, and and you know, Munich is Bavaria, and Bavaria is Munich, and what's more Bavarian than the Alps? Yeah, so, exactly. Like, I'd it, say you got to check it out. And if you have a week, of course, you can come up north, see some other cities. But if you have a week. And you're in Bavaria, just, I'll just chill in Bavaria. Just dive in, Enjoy man. it. Do a, a Zomer, a Zomer Rodelbahn, you know, like the, those... Uh, oh, yeah, those... Uh, cart cart uh, roller coasters things that they do on, the like a, So awesome. Rail. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty so cool. cool. Uh, yeah, I'll say that. And then uh, when you come back to Germany, you can just avoid Bavaria like the rest of us do. Yeah. And then, by the way, have, <laughs> have fun at Oktoberfest. Right on, man. Like the first, yes. first Oktoberfest in, I think, two years, right? So Yeah, exactly. Enjoy. And this one is from George Zimp. Huh. Zimp? Zimp. Zimp. George's um, imp. <laughs> George. It's Gorgiza imp. Oh, George. Is this is George from the from the meetup? The last meetup? Maybe it is. Oh, could be. It could be. Um, has either of you considered moving somewhere else within Germany? For example, a smaller town, etc., or a different city? I think. Ooh, yeah. good question. Ooh, what do you think? Um, well, so every time I travel around Germany or somewhere else, I always try to think like, could I move there? Just for fun. Mm. It's a fun like thought experiment, right? And uh, I've yet to find anywhere in the world that I've been to that I'd rather live over Berlin. Okay, but if you had to, come on, give us something. Give us something. Come on. I've, yeah, have I considered it? Not really. If I had to, though, I'd probably move to either Leipzig because it's like Berlin but smaller. <laughs> Bremen, which is a really cool city up north. Ooh, no, I wouldn't do that. But I like Bremen a lot. Yeah, I think those are probably the two that I might would maybe move to. Might would. Might would. Might would. Yes. Um. Yeah. Tough. I mean. Berlin just has so much to on offer. Yeah, it's crazy. It's hard to go places with less on offer. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't silly name a specific place. All I can say is like, there's like a small part of me, tiny percent, like in a different life that would, I think, be happy living in kind of like a small village. Like, like the uh, a few weeks ago when I had to go to this eye doctor outside of Berlin, in the small village, uh, Falkensee, I was, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It's like you get off the train. And the first thing in within the first second you notice is the silence. Like you don't realize how loud Berlin is until you're in a village and you just hear and, 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 like, and, and how fresh the air is. Yeah. It's just like so calm and quiet. It's like maybe once a minute you hear like a distant like bark, you know, barking dog. But like other than that, it's like it's just silence, no cars. And it's just such a quiet lifestyle. Like everything's more slowed down and calm. And you got, you know, these like literally cute, like, um, city centers you know it's like there's one street with like 10 shops on yeah, it you know? so, yeah right and and, and you like yeah and you're like oh here you could get like a standalone house and have a backyard and there's this like part of me that would be okay living in a german village but 
it would be tough because um, I'm a Berlin kind of guy. Yeah, I, uh, I could not uh, move back to a small village. But in terms like, of, but in terms no. of uh, like a second house, summer house, that'd be uh, nice. I'd get a place in the Alps within three seconds, like because yeah. it's just absolutely gorgeous and you feel like you're, you're on a different planet. So if I had to move to a small village or something smaller, I'd move to like a small Alpine town just so I can ski every day mm. in the winter. You know, nice. And then I can just be a ski bum. And you could be like. The ski instructor for like the tourists, you know, because you have right. like, you have the good English, so like oh, and then yeah. I can just ski the rest of just all day. I actually yeah. thought about doing that before I moved, and like I graduated college, I thought like for a quick second I was like I might just move to New Hampshire and just be a ski bum. That'll be my life forever. I, I thought about doing that, but at a certain point, like if to qu- like retire in your forties because your knees just like go right. Yes, yeah, yeah, probably true. <laughs> yeah. Well, then 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 you figure it out from there, you know. Sure. Been a ski instructor for 40 years. Uh, yeah, cool. What's, what's Good next? question. Next is from Breish Concrete. You mean Breish? Breish Concrete. It's I after E. True. Except before C. <laughs> uh, are there still cigaretten uh, vending machines on the streets? There are. They're still there. But yeah, that's, that has not ended, yes. And what he's meaning, like, they're literally, um, they're like candy vending machines, but you buy cigarettes and... Uh, but for all of you from the States screaming, oh, but a 12-year-old, uh, you have to put in your ID, ID, card. ID card and the little chip in it proves that you are of age to buy that. Although I've been of age ever since I moved to Germany and everyone I know who buys cigarettes from those machines, they say like half the time their ID cards don't work. Like they can never get the machines to work. Like they, I think- Yeah. And they're like, they look like they were all made in like 1995. They're all like super old, but yeah, I, they're, 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 they're not modern at all. But yeah. they're still refilling them and which I don't really get because- I would understand them in other cities that don't have spades, but like Berlin has spades everywhere. You only need cigarette machines. You can yeah. buy cigarettes everywhere. Yeah, but it like fills in the gaps, I guess. Like, like there's, I saw a few like in Tiergarten, you know, and like okay, so it's like maybe for twenty minutes in every direction. True. You see them in bars sometimes. Yeah, like smoking bars. But like, I, I know one near where I live, and it's right next to a spade. It's like why? But I think because as, as you just said, the mach- how the machines look so old. I think the machines were there before the sh- most of these spades. That's probably true. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. I think the, the machines were like eighties, nineties, and then like but when I, there was like half as many spades, you know, like and then the spades popped up, and then. You know. But I guess they're making money with them because they're still coming around, filling them up, and people are using it. So I guess so, but it's probably cheaper to go to a spade, right? I don't know. No, cigarette prices are all standard around Germany. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you can't charge more or less. Interessante. It is in a really, really cheap too, which I don't get either. Yeah, if you go to New York, they're like fifteen, twenty dollars a pack. Which yeah, exactly. I think it should be like that everywhere, because then everyone would just quit. Exactly, and you get a lot of tax money too. People care about their health, but they care about their wallets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, next is from Smith Foco. Hey, Foco. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about dating a German national? Ooh, mama jama. I think. Maybe it's not necessarily do a German, but I really enjoy dating someone from a different nationality generally because there's so much to share. True. It's yeah. things to learn about each other. And it makes things get, interesting. Like, cause, for cause, sure. Because their childhood and their childhood stories are nothing like yours. You know what I mean? Like, um, obviously, if you date somebody from your own country or your own town or your own city, a lot of the experiences are going to be very similar, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But like, hey, you date somebody from a different country and it's just like... Really? Like what? Yeah, you know, th- things stay fresher, and especially you know Bobby, who was from the east. You know her upbringing and her family is very different than you know mine because they grew up in East Germany. You know under under like communism. You grew east, up in it's crazy. East and I grew up U.S. in East U.S., which was <laughs> you know not similar. similar you know? Very very Rhode Island is pretty hard. No, but I think you you always learn more from each other, and you get to share a lot of experiences that you had that the other one might not have had, and it just makes things interesting and fresh and spicy and fun. 
Yeah, I couldn't say anything. My favorite thing about dating a German specifically, because like I've never dated a national like like I fall in love with people for who they are, not where they're from. Right. You know what I mean? So like my girlfriend, I've fell in love with her because of who she is, not because she's German. You know, so, so I can't really say what's my favorite thing about dating a German per right. se. I mean, I can tell you about my favorite things about dating her, but that's not the question. You know, so it's it's hard to say. Um, I guess my favorite thing about dating a German specifically is that they can explain to me. Like she can explain to me like these very specific German, you know, pop, pop culture references, <laughs> which are just super funny because Germany is a really goofy country. Like this country is incredibly goofy. True. And like you look at some of these pop culture references, from like, especially from like the 80s and 90s, 2000s. Like it's just like it's a weird country pop culture wise. Very true. In a, in a fun way. I don't, I don't mean this insulting at all. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. It's very fun, weird, but very goofy, weird. Yeah. And, and weird holidays and weird myths and weird superstitions and weird everything yeah. yeah okay maybe the one thing i say that probably nice about dating a german but you know stereotypical german or i don't know like is germans tend in general to have their shit together that's true yeah that's true like you know like my girlfriend like all of her paperwork is and i'm sure with your girlfriend as well like there are binders you know yeah. like, like the germans are very organized like they've got like you're, you're not gonna um end up broke on the street with a ger- with a german no. you know what i mean like no, they're very, very organized they like got their life together they've got ever a problem got, yeah. they're, they're like um they're like vanilla ice if there was a problem <laughs> yo they'll solve it oh, okay okay Check i'm out glad, the you, hook. Continue, I'm glad you, you continue to just end it at like vanilla ice anyways well dj mm. evolves it evolves it yes this is from martin john rubio uh can you give us the varying greetings per german region uh well there there's actually quite a lot I can't say I know I don't know many many um hello hello is a basic one which is just hello with an a but hello um up north is a moin moin is like, in, a like in, in Hamburg is a as a moin area moin is Hamburg uh Bremen I like the Hafen the, the, uh, the Berlin, is, Berlin is not a, no, a moin place but no uh hello um Servus yeah I was gonna say like when I lived in Munich. Servus was like half the time, but the other time was Grußgott, which oh, yeah, Gruß Gott. greetings to God. Basically, you basically everywhere you went, you should Grußgott, Grußgott, Grußgott everywhere. Um, so that is Bavaria, but um, I don't know. Much I haven't lived that. in other states, so I couldn't really tell you how many more there are. But but I will there's... tell you my favorite. How about that? Ooh, yes, please. My favorite is Moin, because when you're up north, it's just like super friendly, and everyone goes Moin, 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 Moin. I find it super easy to say, and it's quick, and it's just like quick it's bubbly and it's fun yeah true and honestly you can just also just say hi and german knows what that is also. oh yeah hi i've seen some germans also say oh, hi i got one uh it's not regional i don't think but the uh nah oh nah meaning nah. like how's it's like it's like there's like there's like three sentences in that it's like how's it going how have you been you know like nah but, but, of, you, but you don't answer it you answer yeah. with nah 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 so if, if i'm walking up i see it, it was like jeff nah and then you'd respond but I think it has to be accompanied with the, the, like, there's this eye contact, have like a nod, you know, like, you can't just like say, nah. Like, like, with like a like, hug nah. as well. Like, like, like oh, no. Nah. You kind of have like a question mark on your face. You go, nah. Like, basically, and you kind of nod going like, all good? Yeah. And you go, yeah, nah. I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this before in the podcast, but I never, when I first moved here, I didn't know how to answer that. Like, nah. And I was like, yeah, good. Yeah, I'm good. It's like, it's like saying what's up to a lot of Europeans. Dude, actually, it's, and they're like, what's up? It's good. the equivalent of the U.S., Hey, how's it going? But you don't answer it. True. Like I go, hey man, how's it going? And then you just go, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? 
two questions, but there's no answers. So True. I think nah is kind of like that. It's kind of it, ooh, it's kind of like a, the only example I can think of of the American kind of like ooh coziness, friendliness kind of a thing, like coming together. The quote unquote fake niceness. Uh, True. People but say I, I like nah too. It's fun. It's fun to yeah, say. Yeah, nah is good. It's, it's very fun to say. Uh, anyways, who next from? This will blow you down. Gale force <laughs> winds. Gale force winds. What are the best coastal cities in Europe? Both beauty, both of the beauty of the city and actual beachfronts. Uh, take both those into account. Wow. Well, um, we're we are not travel guides, but I can. We say also don't live on a coast. True. We live very far from from um, any, any ocean. Northern Germany. Uh, Stralsund, really nice. Stralsund's beautiful. Uh, Bremen, Bremerhaven, both really pretty. Uh, Bremen's an old medieval yeah, but, stadt. Yeah, um, I'm talking about like beachfront. Like, there's not any beaches hang out at Bremen. Yeah, probably not. Uh, if you're talking about Europe as well, uh, just Europe, uh, I think one of the best places to go on holiday, if like in Europe, Europe once, uh, is Barcelona, because you have a big mm. city, really cool city, lots of culture there, and then it's like it's like Miami. And then there's a big beach right off the city. Like, absolutely. I, what I didn't like about the beach is that it was. Um, it's sand by the end. It was like kind of pebbles, if I remember correctly. Uh, so it wasn't really great on your your tootsies, on your foot, on your footies. Your um, a Nice has a gr- great beaches uh, and cool city. But I, 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 and I have to. Uh, this sounds so German saying this, but like, I'd say go to Mallorca, baby. You want like you want, some, you want some good beaches. Um, Crete has some amazing beaches as well. Dude, um, honestly, anywhere in Greece and like um, any coastal town in Portugal. Also fantastic. Yeah, I've heard um, the Porto is really cool. Porto. Really great beaches and a really interesting big city uh, yeah. as well. So um, There's actually a lot of options. Yeah, and I couldn't really main, name that many because I've only visited some. I haven't I've never lived at any one, so I couldn't tell you which one actually has great like nightlife or whatever. But True. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's an answer. That's an answer. <laughs> hey, we, we, we didn't say you're going to like the answers. <laughs> right. We just said we're going to answer them. Next. Uh, next, this is from Anouk Inc. Anouk Inc. Anouk Inc. Uh, do you think? <laughs> Sorry, I'm very tired today. My brain is just slow. Do you think you would have moved to Germany, also an older age, without the carefreeness of being young? This is a very interesting question. I would say most answer. likely not. And I'll tell you why. Just because. Let's say like it's our age in our thirties, right? We're yeah. moving to Germany. Do I have a job and everything like that? What I'm saying, I'm saying like, by our look where we are now, by our thirties, what do we have? We have like long-term, meaningful relationships and careers. And if we had if we had stayed in the U.S., we would have those as well, probably. So it's not so easy to move across the world when you have a long-term partner and a career and all like. It's yeah. much easier when you're younger and you are literally not anchored to anything. You know what I mean? No, so. I mean, for sure. Um, I think the, if I didn't have those things, then I think I definitely would have. Cause I think the carefreeness is still there in my, in my body. Yeah. But most likely you'd have those things unless you really did the ski bump thing and you were just like, Hey dude, what's up? Or, you know, some people, you know, still figuring things out when they're thirties. That's, that's also okay too. You know, not everyone no, 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 yeah, I, I, no, I, no, but I mean, we're talking about ourselves. Like, yeah, yeah. Would we be? And I, I would just say, there's a ninety percent chance. No, that age at the age of thirty five, I would not move to Germany. Probably not. Like, not because I don't want to. It's just because realistically, it's much harder when you get to 
the older you get to make that big of a shift. Of course, people yeah. do, and we've had a few listeners who they've moved their remember they told us move they're moving abroad at fifty and stuff. And I respect the hell out of those people because hundred percent. The older you get, the harder it is. But I don't know. I think it's also a question you can't really answer. Unless you, it, it, you live that alternative universe. Uh, yeah, it's a tough hypothetical because there, there are so many factors that, that go into that um, answer. So, yeah, answer, I don't know. I really don't know. But, but probably... What, what, what would you be leaning towards? Probably not. Okay. Like I, I, I have said before, you know, uh, I don't think I would move to another city or country again right now. You know, like I'm very good here. Um, because I have all these anchors here, you know? Yeah, so if you stay in the States, maybe wherever you ended up in the States... You'd feel the same, like, oh, right. I'm anchored here, Could you know. Be. And plus, it's like when you're our age, to let you really find, say you're moving abroad to find where you want to live, you have to somehow take several months off of work. And for a lot of people, that's really hard at in their 30s to take several months off, you know. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. It's difficult. But it I, is. I'd like to say that I would still, but, but it's, it's not just up to you because, like, say you have a long term partner in the States, they also want to have to move to Germany. Like, right. You're not going to want to drag somebody over who doesn't want to move abroad. You know what I mean? That's, that's just going to, implode the relationship you know but a new kink if you are um an older age or our age or older and you want to do it do it like if you're able to we're just talking yeah yeah we're just talking ourselves yeah we're talking about ourselves we're not talking about other people okay so s honest one yes no cue i just know podcasting is an easy and so grateful for your hard work and episodes Smiley face. Oh, oh well, thanks. thank you. Oh, that's nice. That's really sweet. Thank you. Uh huh. Ooh, and the next one actually oh. fits in right with that. From what, David Sperling31. What's the hardest part of creating the podcast? Mm. Um, coming up with episodes. Literally coming up with the content. Which yeah, it's like the most basic thing is like, the hardest is the hardest part. Sitting down and talking is uh, the best part. I mean, that's what we do. This is super fun. And I think you and I can sit around and talk about anything all day. But coming up with something interesting to talk about for you know 40 to 60 minutes is uh it's, it's tough especially after 110 minutes and on a very set topic of germany slash moving i mean and i think maybe we mentioned this before but what we try to do is about once a month we have what we call a fleshing session a flesh session like when we flesh something out that means like thinking of a topic and then you flesh it out meaning make a small little outline that's like 10 bullet points you roughly know what you're going to talk we don't write a script but you just roughly know right you know, when we do that once a month, sometimes it's easy and sometimes we sit and we stare at the wall and we can't think of a single episode topic. And that's and when I say we're done. Yeah. And Alex says this every about once a month that we should end the podcast, you know, because we got nothing left. And but but honestly, some some months it feels like that because some months we I mean, we sit there like our fleshing session are a few hours. Right. right. And we're sitting there. And, and maybe at the end of three hours, we come up with like one or two episode ideas. Yeah. And then we're like, wow, this and it's um it's tough because we've covered so much in the podcast <sighs> and also you don't want to like steal other people's ideas. So you're like trying to think of something fresh and original and, and, and uh, you know, also this, this is, this is not our full-time job either. You know, we, no. have, we have jobs that we do. So working eight hours, I come to yours, we try to flesh it out. And then two days later we have to record. It's like, it's, it's a lot. It can be, it actually can be a bit exhausting. Uh, absolutely. And I actually think uh, on top of that, also the hard thing I think is the, the fact that it's not just, we don't just record once a week and then that's it. That's all we do for the podcast. Like, right. I mean, yeah, like I, I have to edit the podcast on a Tuesday when I'm doing other work. I have to find an hour in my day when I'm doing work that actually makes me money. Right. To, and then, to and take then, an hour off to edit the thing and then send it to you. And then you have to find an hour somewhere in your work day to listen to that just to make sure. 
Uh, I just took carefully to see if there's any mistakes or things that we said wrong or whatever. And then update the website, you know, all these things. Yeah, and then also the, we're emailing potential sponsors, communicating with them. It's, it's a lot of little things, but it's kind it adds of, up. it adds up and it's, it's just a lot of work for something that we don't make a profit on, um, <laughs> but we don't, we don't do it for the profit. We do it because we enjoy it and we love communicating with you guys. But um, there are certain weeks where we, you know, we both meet up and maybe we've had both had long days at work and we're both just like, Ugh. you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, we have to think of an idea. Cause sometimes we show, cause sometimes we're bad at the, we don't, we, don't, we skip the well, flesh. We forget the flesh. We forget the flesh flesh. And so flesh, we, flesh. we show up like an hour before we're supposed to record and we're like, Oh, we have to think of a topic now, and we just look at each other like we want to die because yeah. it's, like, it's five p.m. It's the and because we're five p.m. and we're tired, and now we have to use so much brain power to like think of a topic, and you know, it's it can be and rough. Then, and then go record it without getting sick of that topic, you know. So you think about ideas for it, then to go upstairs and record it, and it's like we talk about this so much, and I'm just sick of whatever topic it is. So yeah, definitely coming up with ideas is I think that's the main the hardest, which. Sounds like the easiest part, but it's, uh, especially after a hundred and whatever episodes, it's, it gets, but, but then there's random months where ideas, ideas are just flown out for, for whatever reason. So I don't that's know. Why, that's why we ask all listeners for all of your ideas because we are, we're out. They, we, they, our, and, our brains are tapped. And sometimes just one of your ideas, it gives us an idea for two more episodes. Like, oh yeah. And we can do that. You know, so yeah, yeah, true. Anyways, that, yeah, that's the hardest part. But that's why we love Q and A's too, because we don't need to flesh anything and I super enjoy answering questions. So. Yeah, I, I, do, I love answering your questions. So it's the best. speaking of that, let's do a few more questions here. Okay. Um, this is from Camilla Mesa.g. What strategies do you have to cope with the winter in Berlin? Love your podcast, by the way. Oh, smiley face. Thank you. Thank you, Camilla. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Berlin winter strategies. I take uh, in the winter vitamin uh, D pills every day because you don't get a lot of vitamin D from the sun. I found it really helps out with my mood. Switch tea in the morning. Drink tea in the morning. That's been nice. Mm. And I just try to um, stay active and do things with people. Yeah, like don't. Uh, I think we're good. I, I think a. It's also we're from a spoiled place because like we have a good group of friends, and yeah. not everyone has that. Um, but I, I think the thing that changed was like a few years ago. Remember, like it was winter, and you know what happens is it's dark. You all you just want to stay at home. You're lazy, and you just feel. Ugh. But then we kind of, I can't remember who did it in our group, because like, guys, let, let's do a thing where every Tuesday we go to somebody's apartment, we watch a movie together. Right, yeah. And it was like this forced activity, indoor activity. And then we started doing more activities. And then and then even if we do want to go out of the, outside of the house, we're like, hey guys, let's do a Zoom call. Let's do these uh, Jackbox games right, together. Yeah, yeah. Or, so I was, I'd say like, force yourself to do something other than watching TV, like some sort of interaction, even if it's, even if it's by Zoom or, or, you know, like, or... Just like having a friend come over and play some video games or watch a movie t- together, just something with other people. Like. For sure. And also, like, we're in Berlin. Like, the city still has a lot to offer in the winter. So, uh, you know, like. But it's so, so like, cold, you don't even want to go outside, though. True, but like, go outside. Like, yeah. pub quizzes are really fun. You know, there's a lot of pub quizzes, comedy shows, concerts. Uh, like, the bars are extra cozy in the winter, which is nice. Um, like, there are a lot of events to go to here. So And walks. Like, Walks. Me and my girlfriend, even if it was freezing, we would like get really bundled up and once, at least twice, or no, I was going to say once, but at least twice a week, we'd like, okay, let's force ourselves to go outside, walk for an hour, just walk, see the outdoors, get some fresh air, yeah. even though it's freezing, but you know, just like dress extra warm, bring like a thing of hot tea with you, you know, like, and yeah, just, exactly. like, and just like get, get, just force yourself to do stuff. I think that's what makes 
keeps your brain going and so you don't really notice how depressed you are. <laughs> exactly. And then just uh, when the summer and spring are here, just enjoy it as much as you can because the winter sucks. Yes. Do not, uh, what's the word? Uh, do not underappreciate how nice the summer is while it's here. Exactly. So the next one is from Book Connor. I've heard that Americans visiting Europe sometimes say they're Canadian because Europeans will be nicer to them. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Have you heard or seen anything like this while living in Germany? Or is it just a myth and Germans generally treat Canadians and Americans the same? Cheers. I'd say not a myth. I, I would say that in general, really? in general, Germans would res- respect Canadians. I, I'm not, not necessarily how they treat them, but... A German will respect a Canadian more than an American. Like there's, like, there's probably less baggage that comes with saying you're Canadian than when you say you're an American. I think in general, Europeans, again, they don't hate Americans at all, but like they they know, okay, you're involved with this war, that war, like, uh, you know, too many guns, mass shootings. Whereas a Canadian, like, there's just like so little negative in their history, and they've just been like kind of like on this, like there, there. Just, <laughs> Sorry, just, Canada. No, 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 but just, but just like. Not not really like heavily involved in a lot of negative world events, you know, just kind of like yeah. they're doing nice things and they have nice, nice uh, health care and cheap pills. But, and uh, like, it's, it's hard to say negative things about Canada. So, so I feel like fair. in general, the subconsciously a German would maybe respect a Canadian a little bit more than America, just like right off the bat. Now, of course, once they actually start talking to you more than three seconds, like that yeah. changes. So, uh, you know. Yeah, but at the same time as well, a lot of Europeans uh, who haven't been to the States have, you know, watched a lot of American movies and stuff like that. So they find it really interesting to talk to an American and uh, talk, like, our high schools really liked it in the movies and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but I, I haven't experienced anything like that except for when in 2016, when I met new people uh, and Trump just got elected, everyone's asking about Trump and that got old very, very quickly. Yeah, but I've gotten a lot of... Co- have comments. I've been, oh, you're smart for an American. Are you this like, so like I've gotten a lot of that. Oh, yeah. so, I've gotten like, you're American, but you speak German. That's weird. Yeah. So basically like there are times where Germans expect you to be stupid because yeah. you're American. So in the sense that it does show lack of respect. Yeah, I so, guess, I guess it's yeah. kind of true, but I, I wouldn't be scared of it. Or like that. No, it, no, it's, no, it's it, not. Plus anyone who judges anyone off the nationality alone is an asshole anyway. So. Not somebody you want to be friends with. Yeah. But uh, I will admit that the first time I backpacked in Europe in 2005, me and my friends seriously considered putting Canadian flags on our backpacks nice. just so people would treat us nicer because this was like one year after the war in Iraq had started and people hated Americans at that point. Um, and so we did consider not necessarily pretending we were Canadian, but putting just a little flag. But in the end, we're like, come on. Like, and we just we, and then we had a, still had a great time and everyone was nice to us. Um, so nice. So generally, I would say maybe a bit. But, but I think in general, the way people treat you will be the same. Maybe they're thinking subconsciously different about you. Right. But, and, and once in a while, you, again, if you live, if stay here long enough, you will get a few, oh, you're smart for an American or, oh, like you actually know where things are, but I thought you were American or, you know, like people, people make these like snarky comments, like, sure. <laughs> like funny, but, but yeah, if, 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 like I said, if anyone is judging you because, uh, where you're from, then you don't, you don't, you don't want to be friends with them anyways. Cause that's an asshole thing to do. Exactly. All right. One, uh, one more. Uh, this one, Mamo Fusco. Mamo Fusco. That's a fun name. <laughs> Mamo Fusco. Mamo Fusco. I'm moving from Boston, nice, to Berlin in July. Congrats. Congrats. That's awesome. Ooh, July? Great time to move to Berlin. I know, right? Ooh, Perfect. Right, right in the thick of it. Tips on finding an apartment. Ooh. Ooh. In all honesty, and don't take this the wrong way, right now is the hardest it's ever been to find an apartment in Berlin. It, it's, it's probably never been worse than it is right now. Yeah, like... um. 
Yeah. The, the pandemic and this meat and deco that was meant to help people hurt everybody. It hurt the apartment prices. So, um, yeah, the, yeah, it, 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 it's it's a tough time. Like, so I would say, Vegas, get, get do a do a shared apartment for now, and while yeah, you're living there, which is still something. hard to find. Yeah, uh, I've heard. Um, so, uh, uh, WG Immobilien Scout twenty four dot com. No, not dot de. Both de. Vegas gesucht. Yeah. So WG dash G E S U C H T dot de. Uh, and that's to find a shared apartment, which will be easier than finding your own apartment, yeah. and, especially as an American. Immobilian Scout 24.de uh, as well. And I would say, and I think we've mentioned this plenty of times, before you move, don't attempt to find an apartment while you're still in the States. It won't happen. You'll be wasting right. your time. And if it does happen, it's a scam. Yeah, most likely, yeah. Book yourself an Airbnb or something for like the first month or two you're going to be here. So you, are, hey, you have a place to go to when you arrive. And then during that month or two, you're in Berlin crack hard on it and really every day be because the thing is like these don't check these websites once a day check them three times a day at yeah. least um really every few hours have it on have it on your phone on your app anytime a new listing comes up message them right away because i know um i had this apartment once that I, this this vegas flat share that i lived in for four or five years and we had this one room where it was like every six months we had a new roommate and when we posted a thing we'd get like 200 responses from people you know yeah but Honestly, like we only looked, actually read the first 50 responses because you'd find enough people and then you just wouldn't even read the rest, you know? So I'd say always be checking that website several times a day and send messages as soon as you can um, just to increase your chances. Yeah, and don't worry about necessarily where the apartment is because you, you, I, 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 be I mean, worry be, because you don't want to move to Berlin and then live in like this horrible neighborhood. It, like if you're like in the, in the ring, then you're probably fine. Even then, I mean, because we, we've talked about there's certain neighborhoods that can give you a, a bad impression of Berlin. So like, I'm not going to listen, but I, I would say, yeah, don't be super picky, but also you want to enjoy your stay in Berlin. Yeah, that, that, that's fair too. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, man, it's, it's tough. Uh, really good luck. Um, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's difficult at the moment. And I, I wish we could give you more positivity. No, uh, but I would, what I would say is we have two good episodes. I, I can't name you the number, but go to our website, agdwpodcast.com. That's can, it. You can go through our list or go through Apple Podcasts. We have two two episodes. There's one episode that's um, all about Vegas, flat shares, yes. and finding roommates. And there's one that's all about uh, German apartments in general. Right. And we talk about how to find an apartment. And, the, and, the, and Yeah. And, and th those two episodes, I think I have a lot of, a lot more. What we just talked about now, we expand on that. Expand on that yeah. a lot. So uh, go into that and just like, you know, in, in, when you go to the, for the flat share interviews, set yourself apart. And I think one thing you said when you were looking for flat shares, one time you brought a six pack of beer, right? Yeah. And yeah. I would say something like that will set you apart from the other and it will, and be, just give a reason for people to, to remember you. Right. Um, and look responsible and you'll be more likely. But like, to don't wear a suit. No, 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 no. But, just, but, but show up. But like, I think if you bring a six pack of beer, I think that's like a, that's awesome. Be like, oh, guys, I thought like, you know, you might want a beer because because I know you're seeing a lot of people today and like, oh, I, I would love that. Be like, oh, yeah, thanks. You know, yeah, yeah works. So, works. Works for me. So, yeah, use, use Alex's little. Yeah. Little. Uh, little tipperoni. Tipperoni. Mama, Mama Fusco, good luck. Good luck, man. It, it'll happen. Like there we've had fans and listeners uh, the past year when it's been really hard who they said they just moved and. They got lucky, and within a month, they did find a, an apartment. And yeah, it, you uh, never know. So, so it, it does. It, it can happen. So and just don't get discouraged. You know, Berlin's a great yeah. place to say, but once you have a place, you know, 
you'll you'll you'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah, just exactly. it'll take a little bit of time, but you'll you'll figure it out. No yeah. worries. Yeah. And I think that's it for uh, today. If we did not answer your question today, don't worry, man. Take take your worries, throw them out the window, because we'll be doing a part two at some point. Because we just looked and we have quite a few questions left over. So we I do. think we have to do a sequel. Because, uh, you know, we don't want you guys to feel bad. You got important questions. And we have... And you wanted the A's. Mediocre answers. Yeah. So, you know... Yeah. Symbiotic here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So don't worry. Like, look in the next few episodes. They'll pop up. They'll pop up. But uh, what we popped up today mm. uh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. the Gladstone Axe. Is the black axe. It's just a sticker on the back. Is the shape of an axe. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Ooh, look at the embossed... Uh, there's a guy with a tree. Oh, look at that. Little, uh, there's like a, little, a, a, little a lumber, relief, lumberjack. Like a glass, like a glass relief. What do you call it? Yeah. That's sticking yeah, out. Yeah. yeah of that's, a lumberjack and a tree. That's very cool. Yeah. All right. The details. Ooh. Good second pop. Thank you, sir. Popping all day. So, uh, cheers. Review this. It's got a strong smell. It does have a strong smell. It's, it's very, um, you get, sweet you get, smell. Yeah. But you also get, you get more alcohol than I think than some more recent whiskeys you know yeah and to remind you this is let's say this is 41 percent, so it's not super high oh it's actually lower than normal usually mm-hmm. it's like 43 45 yeah exactly let's check it out yeah okay i mean i like it i it, i don't know it's a tough one for a score it's got it's got a it's got a nice sweet flavor to it uh it's it's pretty smooth it's got a nice burn um there's nothing incredibly unique about it but I do, it, it, I actually do really like it though. It's a good, it's a good scotch, but it, it kind of, but it airs on the side of kind of like a st- standard scotch. Like there's I, I not, nothing, it, nothing too special about it, but yeah, it, like I, I do like it. I'd put like a tick above standard scotch. It has a little more depth to it because it has that really nice sweet flavor to it that you mm. don't normally get, but yeah. it's not very smoky. It just has like a, it has like a hint of smoke. Yeah. Which funny, if you look at the front label at the very bottom, doesn't mention something about smokiness. It says smoky and rich, and it is rich. It is for sure wit. I wouldn't call it smoky, but it ha- has no. a it has a hint of smokiness. Yeah. So maybe if you're not a huge smoky fan, then this is this might be the your jam. Might be your jam. So um, in terms where, where, of number, where does that put us? Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna do like a I'm gonna go weird today because I, I'm really not sure. So I'm get very specific with it because I'm unsure, which doesn't make sense. But I'm gonna go with seven point eight. What? That was the exact number I was going to say. No way, really? Because yeah, I, 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 five. The standard 7.5 popped in my head, but then I was like, nah, it's not 7.5. It's a little bit better than that. And I was like, ah, 7.8. Exactly. I think it's because a few episodes ago, I did a 7.8 as well. So it was kind of stuck in my head already. But but yeah, it's, it's not an 8. It's not a 7. It's not a 7.5. It's better yeah. than that, but not as good as an 8. So yeah, 7.8. 7.8. Which again, still means that this is a fine whiskey. And for the price, it was like 30. It was cheap. Yeah, like 33. 30, 33, 34. Where it was like solid whiskey. And also, again, our ratings are just complete. Garbage, so no garbage. It, it is how we feel. It is how we feel. Yeah, so but it's not not garbage. There's no there's no uh, standardization here. No, no, but but you know, but but still, I I think I think in the broader scheme of things, like if we say something's a two, then I'd say stay away from that. Like yeah, that's I, true. I'd say we're probably not wrong on that. Like so, seven yeah. and above. Yeah, safe safe buy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Would would this be uh, because it's so cheap? Would this be shelf worthy? We haven't talked about that in a long time. Hmm. I mean, it is cheap. It's a cool bottle. It is very good, and it's a cool bottle. I say that would probably would be shelf worthy. I'd say shelf worthy. Yeah, and it's got the dipped wax top. I think that's. I like little yeah. little nice little de- it, it, details it, like that. The details on the bottle are are just really really fun. Like up here as well. Like it's it's a it's a down here on the bottom on the Ooh, bottom of that. it. Wow, there's a lot going on. Okay. There's a lot going on in this class. Okay, that's solid seven point eight. Yeah, seven point eight. Solid seven point eight. <laughs> uh, again, we're uh, we're Jeff and Alex. <laughs> yes, we are. Thank you for listening. <laughs> 
I think you and me, we say and again way too much. Yeah, I know. Because we say and again as if we just five minutes ago said we're Jeff and Alex. But we didn't. We are. Okay. Jeff but and we Alex. But we are. We continue to be Jeff and Alex. Hasn't uh, changed. Thank you for joining us. It's And and honestly, we should have said this earlier. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in. Que- you took time out of your day to send these questions. It was yes. very cool. The questions are very thoughtful. Really, the Q&A episodes really bring us super, a lot, of, favorites. A I love lot them. of joy. I love them. So you, you, really, you guys are just... This is a gift to us. So yeah, it really is. Yeah, really, it's good, but it is a gift to us. It's kind of all for, all for us and very little for you, probably. So, <laughs> so yeah, everybody, yeah, thank you so much, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week, probably. So everybody, um, please stay safe, stay healthy, and stay thirsty. Oh yeah. <laughs>